Hey guys, John here. Go do us a favor real quick. Go over to Good Pods, go over to Apple Podcasts, go over to Spotify, go on ahead, rate individual episodes, tell us what you think about those individual episodes on Good Pods as well, and also too, go on ahead, rate our podcast, tell us what you think about our podcast, and stuff like that. And of course, go on ahead and go on ahead and listen to our, our show right now. As a matter of fact, we're actually going to be talking about CinemaCon and the news that's going to be, that we just got released and everything over yesterday and today. And then there's also some movie news that's coming out tomorrow, but we'll try and cover that as much as we can for tomorrow. But anyways, for further ado, let's go on ahead. Let's do this. Let's get on with the show. All right. And welcome to the show. I do appreciate Charlie. Uh, being here tonight and everything with me as always. Thank, how you doing, Charlie? I'm alright. How you doing, John? I'm doing great. I'm. You know what, man? It's great to be able to see what CinemaCon has for this year. I know last year they kind of went on ahead, hit a home run with the Soprano stuff, the coverage over there, and things like that. So it's gonna be interesting to see what we have for this year because especially now when we have more stuff coming out into the studios, and now it's no longer going to be on streaming services pretty much is now the big blockbusters are now finally coming to the theaters but we also have a slate of movies coming through so what do we have that's coming out uh tr- with uh the cinema con news well first i think we wanted to cover sony um yeah. sony had their presser yesterday i think and it's like yesterday yeah. or monday i don't know it's 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 one of these two days i don't know probably monday um not much came out from it i know they announced the sequel to ghostbusters afterlife don't have a release date for that. Um, they announced uh, some more information and they're like that the two titles for this uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse movies. I think one was Across the Spider-Verse. Um, I forgot. I know. And then I know one of them comes out in like 2023 because that was supposed to be out this October and they delayed it to next year. And then and then I think in 2024 is the second part. Um and then I think that one I believe is supposed to be really ambitious to the point where there's like 240 characters supposed to be in one movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh boy, like, yeah, oh yeah. It, but I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's animated, so it, it might be a little bit easier to do that. Um, let me. Okay, me while you're doing that, I'm just going to talk about a couple of things that came out on Sony real quick. Yes, we have the Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel, which is not a surprise because of the fact of. The overhype of that movie on how fantastic that movie is, especially now they turned it into coming kind of like a coming of age kind of movie. And for them to be able to capitalize on the franchise to be able to hit a home run by passing the torch to these young kids for the next Ghostbusters movie, I'm all for it. I'm excited for them. I'm a huge Ghostbuster fan. So as a Ghostbusters fan, I'm I'm rooting for this next uh sequel that we get. But as far as the stink fest, that is because here's the thing: I did not like Morbius. I didn't think that Morbius was that great of a film. And it's no here's the thing: it's no discredit to Jared Leto. Jared Leto was actually pretty good in the film. It's just the direction and the course and direction of what they chose to do within that film. But anyways, we're not here to talk about Morbius. They actually announced that they're doing a third Venom movie. So what I'm hoping for, they don't get um. The director who directed the second one, which is Andy Mikana, uh which is, what's his name? I keep on forgetting his name. Andy, Andy Circus. Yeah, Andy Circus. I'm hoping that they don't get Andy Circus to direct this next one because I did not like Venom 2 at all. I thought that they went on ahead and filled us in with nothing but humor throughout the whole entire movie. 
to be honest. And then it was like, no, here's the thing. Whenever you get a villain, you want to feel invested into that villain. And I didn't really feel like there was a reason for Woody Harrelson's character and everything for them to fight. At least with the first Venom movie and everything, you actually had a reason for that, for these characters to square off. Yes, it might have been cheesy, but it actually works. But with this second Venom movie, I'm not that interested in this, uh, this second one, this third one that's going to be coming out. But am I hoping that it's good? Am I hoping that whenever I see a trailer that it actually wows me? Yes, I am. But for right now, without no context, without the plot lines and without the trailer, it's hard to determine if I'm going to be excited for this movie or not. But that's just me coming off of this whole entire fatigueness of what Sony is forcing us to do with a Sinister Six type of movie, especially when we look at Venom and Carnage. So, with that being said, let's go on ahead and see what else we have from the other studios. All right, now we're uh, now we're getting into the good stuff. Uh, Warner uh, Warner Brothers had their big one yesterday. I'm going to go and share my screen so you guys can get a glimpse of this. I'm going to be scrolling through the uh, document. Let me um, and then and then we can just go like go from there just for a quick dive. Alrighty. Yep. So. Uh, that's um, just Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. So right now we actually have basically the list of movies that are gonna be coming from each studio. Charlie is gonna go on ahead and talk about those uh movies that are coming out. So what do we have that's coming out of uh is it Warner Brothers right now? Yeah, we're doing, yeah, we're doing Warner Brothers right now. Okay. Um, so Warner Brothers had their big one yesterday, and of course everybody's wondering, oh, is there a Batman sequel? Yeah, they they announced the Batman. Batman Two is happening. Do I know when? No, no, I don't know when. They didn't announce that. They just announced. Yeah, and cast coming back. I can't really give my two cents on it. I, I already have. I haven't seen them one yet. I just I just got to be in the mood to watch a three hour movie. But I gotcha. Moving on to the next one, the big but one. I do. Oh, I do want to. I, I do want to touch on this okay. because here's the thing. Whenever Discovery bought Warner Brothers, some people weren't sure if they would go on, go on ahead and keep Robert Pattinson and Batman and everything else, even though it made bank at the box office and stuff like that. But it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. This movie ha- drew the crowd into seeing the Batman movie. It gave us a Come reason on, to Barbie, care about let's Batman. Go party. Okay. Sorry. I do not. I do not was- want to party, Barbie. I am so <laughs> sorry. But an anyways, um. Anyways, Charlie wants a, par- a party with Barbie, but I'm going to go on here and talk about Batman still. Um, so, <laughs> anyways, this is what I want to talk about here. I feel like this. It, it made bank at the box office. It gave that box office draw into seeing Batman. It made bank. And then, of course, the positive word of mouth of everybody saying how good this is. It's only natural to go ahead and keep Robert Pattinson on as the Batman, in my opinion, because of the fact he did such a great job in that role the, uh, as a matter of fact, all the actors did a top-notch job in that movie and stuff like that. And like I said, I came out of the movie and there was this one kid talking on the phone. He goes, look, man, you got to see the Batman. This is actually fantastic. And never in my life, after ever, after seeing a Christopher Nolan movie, that was like the last time I saw someone praise a DC movie in that kind of context before. For their friends to go out and see that movie and support that movie. So that just goes to show you how much gravitas it actually had for people to say, oh, yeah, my best friend saw this movie, so I need to go ahead and check this movie out, too. So, okay, so what else we have? Sorry, I have to get this share screen back. Okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll put I, I that back in. Barbie wanted the party. I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not sharing my. That's stuff. one movie I am going to be skipping out on. <laughs> Just for everybody to know. Oh, there we go. I'll take that off. There we go. Uh, but uh, okay. okay. Now we so, um, so yeah, that was the big one. The other one that um, they like they showed like they showed a lot of footage. So if anybody doesn't know what CinemaCon is, it's these it's a, it's located in Vegas. And they have all these theater owners and stuff, media people are there, and they watch presentations from what's coming to the theaters, hence CinemaCon. So Warner Brothers, they showed a lot of footage. So if we're actually expecting us to react to it, sorry, we can't. We don't we're not access to it, it's not available to us. What we can give you is tell you what they were showing. Um, but the big one they showed is the one that I think a lot of us have been waiting for is Black Adam. They showed a trailer to Black Adam and he goes, super I, 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 he's like, superheroes don't kill people. Well, I do, or whatever, and everybody's like freaking out. I think there's a scene where the rock catches a rocket and it destroys it in his hand. Like it's like Black Adam was supposed to be out this summer, and I think they pushed it to about October, November. That was when DC's push. Um, but so it like there, and there's uh, Dwayne Johnson was there to present the movie anyway. He says Black Adam is one of the things in my uh, in my life that gets me out of bed. Johnson told the crowd before a clip from the film was shown. I think the hierarchy of the DC universe is about to change. Essentially, Dwayne Johnson to Black Adam is Ryan Reynolds to Deadpool. It took him it took him eleven plus multiple years to get this movie made, and that that footage really like like shook the whole thing. I think that's how they ended it, I believe. Um, so did you want to mention that or keep going? From what I heard, this is basically DC's Dirty Harry. When you look at comic book movies, that's what I got out of it from the context that I read. This is like. Dwayne Johnson being a total badass that he is and showing, of course, his charisma and stuff like that, too. And I think that he's going to be a danger to, of course, um, to Kazam and everything, too. To to Shazam, not Kazam, but to Shazam. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is actually going to be a good movie. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see the actual trailer so we can react to it and to be able to see him hold that bomb. But Still is excited to actually know that this movie's actually that's this movie got made. So yeah. let's go on ahead and go into the next. Okay, so the other movies that were mentioned shown and we'll go into more data were Elvis, which I heard that one's like 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 it was a couple of a couple clips from that. Um Wonka, which is the prequel movie to Willy Wonka starring Timothy Chalamet. Um The Flash, we'll get into that. Shazam, Fury of the Gods, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, Salem's Lot, and Don't Worry, Darling. And there's appearances by uh, I think Matt Reeves was there, Olivia Wilde, James Wan, Helen Mirren, Zach Levi, more. Um, so scrolling down, um, Elvis, well, the, the big one about Elvis, but yeah. Well, I do want to talk about Salem's Lot for a okay, minute because article. because I did do a review on uh, Salem's Lot and everything just recently, and I'm gonna be honest with you, that movie does not hold up the way it's supposed to hold up or anything like that. I could actually tell that there was actually some practical effects in that movie. And the the whole entire I get the fact of prosthetics and everything else, and you can definitely tell that movie is dated because of the fact I was able to tell that there was actually a rubber hand in um with that vampire makeup. And also, too, the main character winds up punching the vampire as soon as he wakes up from the coffin. He winds up punching him in the face to make him go back and lay down so we can stab him in the heart. So I'm like, yeah, this movie needs to be remade. And Michael and I did a comparison. Well, he did a comparison. I asked him questions about what was different from the book, from the movie. And you guys can actually catch that review on our YouTube channel. But 
you know, I'm excited to know that there's actually going to be another Salem's Lot movie. I'm a huge fan of Stephen King. So with them doing that, it makes me all that more, much more excited. Of course, I know that they also got creeped out by the footage that they actually saw because of the article that I read last night on it. But still, I'm excited for it. I believe James Wan's involved somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Corey He's the producer, I believe. Okay. So the, like again, this is uh, from, from the, the brief paragraph in it. It's film based on, against what John says, the 1975 horror novel about a writer who retains the main that um so lewis pullman stars as the lead character ben mears with spencer uh treat clark william sadler pilu as uh, as as a back uh alfrey woodward and bill camp rounding out the cast um that's really all they mentioned on that um um let me scroll up um we can briefly mention uh, um uh, some aquaman footage was shown um jason momoa wasn't there he was like he's saying this movie's really ambitious to the um because he's currently out there filming a uh, Fast Ten right now with uh, Charlize Theron. Um, but anyway, he says this this one's really ambitious. Um, essentially, um, Aquaman has to team up with uh, Orn, his brother that they arrested at the end of the first one, to take on Black Mantra. Black Mantra is super dangerous, and I think they said, um, what from the description, um, Black Mantra is like he's human, but he's also beget he's like not feeling himself. So he's kind of ill or whatever, I think, or whatever the aqua, uh, the uh, the tech, Aquarian tech, has gone to his head maybe. So he's mm. supposed to be really super dangerous. So it's too, super dangerous to the point that Aquaman has to team up with his brother, uh, Patrick Wilson, to stop him. And I'm like, I love the first Aquaman. Um, that, one, that one was visually stunning. I mean, it's still stunning to this day. I'm super pumped for the sequel, and that one was supposed to be up this um, this December, and they pushed it to 2023. And I'm excited for it. Yeah, I am too. It's the the one DC movie I'm like next year that I'm really excited for. Um, But no, I am definitely excited for Aquaman because mm -hmm. of the fact that now you actually have kind of like a Loki and Thor kind of vibe to it, where they have to team up to take down this other big bad. Mm-hmm. And everything now because Manta has, as a matter of fact, that actually goes in with the new 52 storylines and stuff like that in the comics. So that's something that I really like is the fact that they actually are paying homage to the comics a little bit, but also to making it their own as well. So that's something that I'm actually excited about seeing. Okay. And then the next big one, I think a lot of people are talking about this movie's got like a lot of buzz to it. And I think it's going to like make bank for Warner Brothers is Elvis. I think I believe I believe Tom Hanks was there on like was there that day to like talk about the movie. Um, it was huge a Q and A, and they said it's really. Um, um, I think it was uh, so Warner devoted a big part of the early program Elvis holding an extensive Q and A with writer, director, uh, producer um, Baz Luhrmann, um, who was later joined by star Austin Butler. Um, which is funny because I, the last time I saw Austin Butler. Was he played one of the uh, henchmen and uh, like or one of the Char- Charlie Manson's uh, fellows? He played Tex from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> so they go from him from that to say he's the devil and you hear to do the devil's work to playing Elvis, a lovable character, which is actually like he's got some range. I'll just say that. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. I mean, there's a reason why our trailer review got four thousand views, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the fact that you have such so much love from the Elvis community. My aunt Rose, who's actually in the comments section, is also a huge Elvis fan. She was actually commenting a little bit last night as well. 
but he's such an iconic person and also too lovable, like you said, Charlie, but also too, you actually have now some context, somebody that can actually play the carnal uh, role like Tom Hanks. And boy, I think that we're in for a treat when it comes down to his character and what the things that he did to Elvis, but also too, another thing I want to mention is this too. This has Oscar. This has Oscars written all over for it for me, in my opinion, because of the fact that you have a biopic like Bohemian Rhapsody that came out a couple of years back, and then that got nominated for Academy Award nominations and stuff like that. I think this is actually going to be a movie that winds up being a contender for the Batman. I think the Batman's going to wind up uh, facing off against uh, the King of Rock and Roll. That's just my prediction. It's still too early to determine that, but. I'm just going to say that. I'm just going to say that this is going to be an Oscar-worthy uh, uh, movie. And also, too, this is movie's actually going to blow the box office out of the water as well. Because of the fact that you have the Elvis fans coming in, supporting Elvis, wanting to check it out. Also, too, you also have people that edu- was trying to educate me in the comments and everything else about Elvis and things like that. So that was something else that I really appreciated. But when you look at everything in its full context... This movie is actually something that I would definitely go out and support and check out. It needs to be seen on the screen because I did not like that miniseries that they did with it back in the 90s. Oh, boy, that was horrible. But (laughs) um, so anyways, tell me what else we have coming out on WB's end. Um, The other one, too, that I think I was gotten like where people might be interested in is uh, I know uh, Timothy Chalman's doing a prequel to uh, Willy Wonka. Um, and I think, I, I think a lot of people said it was pretty decent from what they've heard of it. Um, it says, um, speaking of scenes, Timothy Chalamet debuted, um, uh, warbling a few tunes and the exclusive footage of Wonka, the first from the film revealed public, uh, publicly Wonka hidden feeders December 15, 2023 as the creator. Um, is everybody ready? Chalamet's Wonka, uh, Wonka says, uh, via voiceover in the opening moments. Which shows a younger Wonka in the early stages of his career as a chocolate maker. What what follows appears to be a fantastical adventure filled with singing, dancing, and clashes with the authorities, and a quest to spread chocolate to the world. So that's 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 Wonka. Um, I'm actually that- kind of interested in that, to be honest. I mean, yeah, we got that horrible remake that Johnny Depp did and stuff like that. But what I wanted to see, I wanted to see a prequel about how he came up with the idea of this chocolate factory. Mm-hmm. And see where he got the ideas from. Because that was something that I really felt like they needed to capture, even on the original one with Gene Wilder. Show us a young Willy Wonka trying to come up from nothing, basically, probably. And show us how he invented this uh, factory. That's something that I was really intrigued with, with the fact that they wanted to go out and make a prequel to this movie. And nobody even asked for it, but still... It shows some originality and some authenticness of trying to do something different. So I'm for it. Yeah, I mean, Warner Brothers is willing to take risks, and I'm for it. Um, and then, fi- I think, the la- like the last second to last thing we'll get into um, before I get into the big one. Um, this new Olivia Wilde movie, and I- I've never heard of I've heard of bits and pieces of it. I just didn't really know the what the what the movie is about. But just seeing the cast and how everybody's freaking out. Oh, well, no, I got a couple ones. Um no, you know, we're going to, we'll go into the flash. Sorry. Yeah. Flash footage was shown. And um, let's just say everybody's ta- like the, the trend after that one was Michael Keaton. I'll just say that just from what I've been hearing. Um, so a uh, wild crashes, a bending universe, young Superman and a furback Batman drew cheers as a brief trailer for the flash debuted as well. 
biggest reaction came towards the end of the clip when Urza Miller's flash asked the question, are you in? Then we get Keaton sans mask, but in his Batman suit with grayish hair, he retorts in his deadpan style. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> the the iconic quote that he said to the Joker in the the original Batman movie, you want to oh. get nuts? I, I was like, I read that. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm happy that they put that in there. I mean, yeah. come on. That's a perfect homage to throw have a throwback to an old quote. It depends on, too, though, about how they do it mm-hmm. and the scene that they do it in, if it's going to be corny or not. But just to know that they put that in the movie trailer itself makes me excited to know where to, to expect it. Mm-hmm. It's just that I'm hoping that it doesn't come off, come off as cheesy. I'm hoping that they do it at the right time versus it just being thrown in there just for the sake of having that line. In there. Yeah. So as long as it serves the scene, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with it. I just the the hard, it's hard to really support the Flash when Warner Brothers still kept in Urza Miller. I'm sorry, I just that guy's got like he's just got some issues. I really want it like if like the hero let's get nuts and Michael Keaton if he just completely like Will Smith's uh, Urza Miller's character in the movie. Yeah, sure, I'll be happy with it because that guy needs to get his ass kicked. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's it's just it's it's the fact that Warner Brothers is supporting this. Still, I mean, again, they have to kind of. Well, they're kind of on be, like. Well, to be honest with you, they have no choice but to go through with it, and unfortunately, the new heads over at Warner Brothers has no choice but to release this film and stuff like that too. Don't forget, we actually have someone that is actually taking control of Warner Brothers now. So now they actually have to adopt this child uh, into their whole entire industry and figure out what they're going to do with him, and so. They have everything on pause with him, but it's hard to pause a movie that's already been out. So do you go back? Now, this is something that I talked to PJ about. Do you go back and reshoot all those scenes and cost the studio extra money? Or do you just go on ahead, let him be in the movie, and then have him at the end of it basically do a flashpoint where basically we wind up having the flash from the TV series and do it that way? But that's just something that I was thinking about. But yes, it definitely has a lot of bad uh, vibes with it, but I'm not, but I think people will still go out and see it and support it. But I don't think that Ezra Miller is going to be the flash anymore after this movie. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's like, again, I don't know. We'll see. You know, it's, it's, it, it, that's why they delayed this to next June. Um, it's, we, we still got a long ways to go before this movie comes out. Who knows? They could, they might like, if the new, the new heads might like, okay, we're going to scrap it. Cause they're going to completely like do a overhaul. They might do an overhaul of the because that's what they said. Because like I don't know, I mean they, they might because they want to do it because they mentioned Superman. Like we might begin more Supermans, which I'm okay with. If we get uh, Henry Cavill back as Superman, that's fine. I think we need more him Superman, and we need Urza, like, to continue supporting Urza Miller. Like I think we just need to just rip the bandit off and cut him. I'm sorry, it's just it's it's not, think, it's not business. He's done it to himself. I think that they'll do it once this movie is out. Mm-hmm. It's just that. Shelving this and just getting ready to film all together, you know what I mean? It's gonna, it's gonna, it's cost them extra ma- x amount of dollars to film this movie. They're gonna lose out on a lot of profit by doing that. And I don't see Warner Brothers doing that. Yeah. So I think I the easiest I, I didn't, thing. I didn't mean no, shelve no, no, no. It. Yeah, I didn't mean to sh- like say shelve it, but the fact that this movie keeps getting delayed after delays after delays, this is like the sixth or seventh time they've delayed this movie, and it's been in the it's been developmental heck 
for like years mm-hmm. for them like we're gonna make this movie i'm like okay like sure it's like but i i i'm like uncharted uncharted actually came out if this movie come out hopefully we'll see again i mean the, the, the fact that they have some footage shown that's that's good we'll see i mean again we got a long ways to go before next year like we got a whole another year before this movie comes out we'll get aquaman before we get the flash but anyway into like the other ones that the, if you're wondering hey is there a dc movie actually coming out this year besides black adam oh yeah there is and it's uh shazam um everybody's worried like oh no this movie got delayed again no they just delayed it five, they just delayed it five days because uh they don't want it they didn't want it to go up against the juggernaut that is avatar 2 which we'll get into in a, in a bit um but shazam 2 is coming out fury the gods um sequel to this 2019 shazam which i think was awesome um it was it was the nice lightheartedness that we didn't think dc um would ever come out with and shazam was great and this one this from here and the, the reaction to the trailer and like just to how like breaking the fourth wall they are um one of the scenes in the trailer apparently uh as a new member of the most uh um i think because helen mirren who was in the fast and the furious movies apparently uh Shazam makes a reference to Fast and the Furious saying, um, let's see if we can find that joke. Um, it was something about, hey, well, I've seen the Fast and the Furious movies, and I know I I know what saves the world, family. And his family shows up after he says family. He says it right to Helen Mirren's face, who was in Fast and the Furious. I thought that was just a nice little, oh, that's kind of funny. But yeah, um, but yeah, again, it's 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 perfect for shazam and i i just love that first movie and i'm really excited for the sequel me too and that's actually one of the underrated films of the dc properties is shazam Mm -hmm. you know nobody really talks about shazam anymore so i'm happy that they're getting a sequel i'm happy that this is that movie's happening finally and we're actually going to get some footage later on yeah uh, yeah um and the fact is shazam was supposed to be out next year and they pushed it up they pushed that up and delayed everything else because it was really supposed to be Aquaman that was supposed to be out this year. So they did the little reversal of that, which I think that's like they must have a lot of like a lot of courage for that one. And I think I think it's going to do really well. It's going to like like it, it, I mean, it's going to be like the complete polar opposite. If you want a lighthearted movie, go see Shazam. There's probably going to be some like intense moments in it, like the first Shazam. But um, and, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for Shazam too. Um, uh, I think Helen Mirren and uh, Lucy Liu, I believe, are the uh, the villains, and um, Helen Mirren, who plays a, a gold a gold costume Hespira, a daughter of Atlantis, and, and also too, I'm interested because we're getting Black Adam before Shazam, and Bla- Black Adam's a Shazam million. Is there going to be like correlation between the two? Are they going to set up the sequel and stuff? Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm really excited to see what we got with this one. I'm glad they're actually like getting us more characters honestly to in the screen we need a kite man and okay <laughs> <laughs> all right so what else do we have <laughs> i think the last one is this uh new olivia wilde movie which i've heard of it i just never really was like okay i've seen like seen in- photo images anyway it's maybe called uh don't worry darling um it's a, sci- a psychological thriller starring herself Florence Pugh, harry styles chris pine Gemma chan kiki lane and nick kroll um, and uh, the quote was, what would it, what would it take for you to give up your life to do what is right? That is the question of don't worry, darling. Wild said, introduced an exclusive look at the film's first trailer as she saluted ex- exhibitors. Trailer should be out soon. Um, I, from what I was told on, like, we're not told up, seen on Twitter. 
who fought so hard to keep the movie business alive, describing her September 23rd release as a love letter to movies like The Matrix and Inception. She said that in Pew's performance, you... You, you are seeing the birth of a full-fledged movie star and called Styles of Revelation. She quipped, I'm also in the movie because I was the only one who we could afford when we got to that point. Um, I already knew Florence Pugh was a star since Black Widow. Like, like I mean, I think she's a full-fledged star, but when you, when you use the terms Inception and Matrix to describe your movie... Not only like not, not only do you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. <laughs> I think it's gonna be very interesting, especially with it being a thriller type of film that's inside this sci-fi type of world that they're trying to create. I'm actually definitely interested in it. I can't wait to take a look and see uh, see that film, uh, see the trailer for it, and things like that. Especially when they combine the Matrix in with uh, an Inception kind of vibe to it. That's my it definitely has my. Uh, curiosity, that's for sure. Um, I just hope they didn't hype it up too much to the point of, like, those are two, like, iconic Warner Brother movies, like, The Matrix and Inception, like, you need to deliver on that. I mean, if you're calling your movie that, I mean, I'm intrigued, but we'll see. I, I'm, I'm hoping for, like, right. hoping it's good, hoping there's, like, a lot of, like, psychological thriller. Okay, I'm like, alright, well, look, what I see it in theaters, you gotta you gotta make me interested to see it in the theaters. That's the big point. Well, not only that, but even from a trailer standpoint, if you're gonna go all out, especially with us not seeing any footage and saying that, you have to deliver on that promise of saying something like that. For, for another example, you have the new Stranger Things uh, TV series coming out, right? They're saying, oh, this is gonna be just as epic as the final season of Game of Thrones. I'm like, uh... You might want to pause that button because the final season of Game of Thrones sucked. And everybody complained about it. You might want to press that pause button just a little bit, buddy, before you go ahead and say that. Because then you're going to get everybody else that's actually, who might be Game of Thrones fans, watching Stranger Things like, eh, I don't know if I want to go on ahead and try that out now. Because you just said that it's going to be comparing it to another TV series, just like how you said with The Matrix and Inception. It's like okay, you got you have my anticipation level at this height and everything, but can you deliver us that yeah. trailer and that look? That's another thing. Yeah, especially um, without no context. So a little brief up this to read from the like the article. I think when Dwayne Johnson showed up, I think he teased the fan saying he was in Hawaii before he before he walked on the stage. He's like, no, screw that, I'm here. Like he showed <laughs> up, like because he was also there to promote uh the D- uh, DC League of Super Pets. And usually it's an animated kid movie. I don't really watch that, but just hearing this, the, all the people that are involved with that movie, especially when you got Keanu Reeves as Batman, voicing Batman, like, I'm in. I'm sorry. You got Keanu Reeves voicing Batman, Dwayne Johnson versing Super, the, the dog of uh, Super Dog, Superman's voiced by John Krasinski. Uh, I mean, you got you, you got a lot of big people in it, so I'm like, okay, you got my, like, once I found out Nick Keanu Reeves is the voice of Batman, I'm like, I'm in. Um, but that's all Warner Brothers. Um, let us know what you think in that. What are you anticipating, like, excited for from Warner Brothers? Is there something, like, whatever. Just let us know in the comments below. And then um, now we're moving on to Disney. And Disney had some pretty big stuff today. Let me share that article real quick. Um, but uh, briefly, what they showed, they showed some images, like maybe not a lot of footage from uh, 
uh, Black Panther Forever, um, the new Black Panther movie. They essentially showed like the first 15 minutes of uh, Doctor Strange, which we really don't really need to cover because it's really coming out next week. Um, Let me see what else did they show. They had uh, like they showed a couple um, about 15 to 30 minutes of New Lightyear, which actually sounds interesting. The New Lightyear movie looks pretty interesting. I'll say that. Yeah, it's basically just about the movie that Andy saw that Buzz Lightyear is actually what the movie is actually about. It's not specifically about Andy or any other toys. It's just about this. Uh, what's basically about is about the toy. Basically, it was just a movie that the toy was based off of in the Toy Story world. So that's what you're getting out of that film. So it's actually something different instead it's, of us getting another Toy Story film. Movie. Yeah, it's like an origin story to the Buzz Lightyear character, I think, because he's an right. astronaut. So essentially, that's what it was, of the actual astronaut that Buzz Lightyear is based off on. Um, but the animation style, from what I've seen of it, looks really like, wow, they really... <laughs> They really know what they're doing, and Chris Evans, of course, like you can't re- you can't really do like a-, a Disney movie without Chris Evans now. I mean, he is like iconic. Like you got to have him as the hero because <laughs> it's very rare he's, he's going to play a villain. But yeah, I mean, he's voicing Buzz Lightyear. Um, so essentially, they show some footage of that. Um, there's that, and then um, the other one that's like interesting. I think they finally got a title for it. It was the new uh, David O. Russell movie. Um, if you don't know who David O. Russell is, he did us. Uh, he's done a lot of stuff, a lot of Oscar-y stuff. This one sounds intriguing with the cast. I mean, he knows how to get some good cast. So his new movie is called Amsterdam, and was described from the stage as an original crime epic about three close friends who find themselves at the center of one of the most shocking secret plots in American history. The three friends are Christian Bale, Margaret Roby, and da- John David Washington, as a doctor, a nurse, and attorney. I don't know who who's playing who, but. Um, and who met in Belgium, they have a scene with Robert De Niro as he quizzes them on their respective backgrounds. Um, a lot of this actually happened, promises the teaser that features period garb for the 1930s with a dance sequence and another sequence with Taylor Swift acting opposite Bale, Washington, and Chris Rock as the four stand over a casket with a dead, a dead white man in a box as Rock. Rock, and then I think there's another like comment or whatever Christian Bale makes, but it's supposed to also stars Anya Taylor Joy, Mike Myers, Rami Malek, Zoe Saldana, Timothy Oliphant, Michael Shannon, Andrea now Riseborough, Alessandro Nivola, and Matthias Schnertz, I think, among others. It marks Russell's first film since 2015's Joy, and he's credited as writer, director, and producer, to, and it's supposed to hit November 4th. It might actually be a contender for maybe Oscar vibes in a sense, but you know, but I'm actually kind of intrigued with it. I'm kind of interested in seeing what that's actually going to entail, to be honest. Yeah, I like David O. Russell. I've seen a lot of his stuff. He's made some really good, entertaining movies. I think a lot of people comparing it a little bit to like it's got that American Hustle kind of vibe to it. Mm-hmm. So there probably be some comedy. A dark, it's like a dark comedy in a sense. That's right. That's the vibe that I was getting off of it. To be honest with you. Especially whenever you have some serious vibes to it, but you're also getting some dark humor within that film as well. Yeah. Um, but American Hustle, at first, I wound up liking it, but then the more I watched it, the more I realized that it was kind of a little bit of overrated for me, personally. Mm-hmm. But I can admire what he did with that film, though. Because of the casting, because of the dialogue, the camera angles, everything within that film... I did enjoy. I did wind up enjoying it, but the more that I thought about it, it just might be a little bit more overrated than what I thought yeah. about. But still, still an enjoyable movie, though. 
Um, but yeah, I, I think this is definitely like he seems to be the guy that always seems to get Oscar talks. So I could see that um, being being that one where he gets the Oscars. Um, like the nominations, we'll see. Depends on again. It really all depends on timing and how much buzz the movie has. Like I know that Star is Born was out. It came out in October and that had a lot of buzz, but then a lot of steam come Oscars. So if it comes out in the summer, though, it re- it's really going to like, I think that that's what really helped uh, Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which came out at, like end of July, beginning of August. When that got nominated for Oscars, I think it was the buzz for it and then the performances. So if the performance knocks it out of the park and it comes out in the summer, yeah, I think that definitely Oscar talks, but it really depends on timing. That seems to be what it is. But then again, it's, it's, it's figuring out the Oscars mine. And I'm like, I'm, I don't want to do that because they don't know it. They have no idea what they're doing. Okay. Um, so what else? We got? The last big thing. And personally, I've been waiting for this for 13 years. They revealed avatar two is actually happening. It's coming out this year. I've been waiting 13 years for this since I saw avatar in the feeders 2009 when this came uh, 2010. Um, yeah scene of what james cameron did with that movie in terms of the technology not with the story i don't go watching james cameron movies for a story i watch it to see awesome visuals tech uh, what he does with the technology and some great action sequences and for me i think that nailed it for avatar because i saw that in 3d on like i didn't i don't like 3d i was like yeah i'll go see this in 3d that 3D blew my mind of how... The 3D is definitely outstanding, to be yeah. honest with you. I mean, I know everybody poo-poos the movie and stuff like that, but here's the thing. I do go in to a James Cameron movie to watch the plot because of the fact of Terminator and stuff like that. Yes, it's cool to see t- uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger kill T-1000 and Sarah Connor and stuff like that, you know, helping, helping her survive and things like that, but you have context behind the movie itself. Mm-hmm. And with Avatar and everything, you had the mythology and the lore of that to make you care about the lore. He used a little bit of everything to make that movie. Also, too, he also said at that time it was going to change the way that we look at 3D. And my God, did it change the way that we look at 3D? We had 3D TVs because of that movie. Also, too, it, it, this se- sequel at first, I'm like, you know what? This sequel doesn't really excite me at all. It still doesn't. I need to see a trailer before I actually see it. But one thing I can say is this, when it comes to originality, when it comes to authenticity, when it comes down to James Cameron, you cannot count this guy out. Because when you count this guy out, he comes out of nowhere, raises the Titanic, in a sense, and puts up box office numbers to the point where nobody can beat him and everything. So this now it's been X amount of years since we've 13 years since we had the original uh you know, Avatar movie. So I'm hoping that this movie still does its job, which I think it will. But, you know, I still think that there is some audiences that, even though people might be poo-pooing it or whatever, I think there's some curiosity behind it, though, too. Mm-hmm. So what I, from what I've been hearing, um, for everybody wondering, hey, am I going to be able to see her, see the trailer? Well, I'm glad you asked, because they announced exclusively in theaters starting next week. If you see Dr. Strange in the theaters, you will get the first chance to see this trailer for Avatar 2. Avatar 2 will be shown during trailers for Dr. Strange and then will be placed online like a couple, maybe weeks afterwards. So I saw that. I'm like, all right, cool. And then, um, so essentially like, cause everybody was done with 3d glasses. So they saw that, but 
the, the, the one thing I got to credit Avatar, the legs that movie had in terms of box office. That movie dominated weeks. Like, I think it didn't start out first, and then a gut punch, and then it started mm-hmm. like you know what? It's my ball now. I'm taking over, and for it was many weeks, at least four, five, six consecutive weeks against big movies. This thing had legs for that. And there's a reason this movie maybe made two over two billion dollars without inflation, without adjusted for inflation. This movie made two. This was the leading record until Endgame came out for the leading record for the for highest grossing movie of all time. This movie made so much money, and and again, and this is a sequel. And no, like just from me studying my the history of James Karen, he makes bank on sequels. Like his sequels make more than the originals. Like. You know, he didn't direct the original Alien. He directed Aliens, and that movie made, like, double what Alien did. It made bank. Like, Aliens, for me, is my favorite Alien movie. Again, first one's good. I'm just not a huge horror fan. That's why I'm, like, at it when you mix in the element of the horror and the action, what Cameron did perfectly for Avatar, for uh, Aliens, like, that T2, for me, was like it's 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 I I like T two better than T one, but I'm not saying T one's bad at all. T one's great. They're like T one and T two are the only two good Terminator movies. T two made more like made bank that. So his track record with sequels is really good, and he always tries to reinvent it for the technology. He's 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 an advocate for the theater experience, and that's what I love about James Cameron. He cares about the theater experience so much that he had to create a new camera just to film this movie. Which is focusing on the oceans of Pandora, hence the title, uh, um, "The Way of Water." And because you get the, they focus in on, on the oceans of Pandora, and they have to film. They're filming a made a camera to shoot underwater. Now, if you thought the the skies visually were absolutely stunning, I cannot only imagine seeing this and like seeing his 3D in this one for the waters. I, I'm super excited. I'm going to try to see that in IMAX 3D. Because that was what I was going to try. That was this was I was going to wait 13 years to see this as my first IMAX 3D movie. Didn't happen. I saw Ready Player One, but just just seeing this and um, for anybody, like, I know a lot of people running, but the so the trailer is bad. But they also announced they're bringing back Avatar back into the theaters. They're bringing it back on September 23rd with uh, a re release of the original Avatar with restored picture and sound. So they're bringing it back for everybody that has maybe not heard of Avatar or gone to see it in theaters. They're bringing it back for people to see it to maybe get get caught up before the new one. Because I get it, it's a lot of time, but I think he was busy writing the scripts for the other Avatar Hi. movies. And and I think some of the other cast members, I think they, like, I, we still don't know a lot of the, the plot. It's supposed to set, like, a, a lot of time after the events of the uh, first one. They said this is supposed to be a standalone movie as well. Like all of them are standalone and all of them are sequels at the same time. So, um, so in the story, uh, in a story set more than a decade after the events of the first film, the dazzling footage in the tra- teaser trailer focused on Jake and the Teary and the, in- including gorgeous shots of Pandora's bright blue water, um, both above and below the surface. So I can only imagine what that looks like. Um, and then, um, it's uh, Taruk, the flying creatures introduced in the first film, and a w- new whale like creatures. Returning characters also include Sigourney Weaver and Stephen Lane. Film alters feature some big name newcomers, including Vin Diesel and, K- and uh, 
Cameron Titanic star Kate Winslet. Don't leave anybody on the uh, plank again. Always give them some room. We already know what you did to Jack. <laughs> you could have left some space on that one. And then, um, yeah, and then there's like other cast members in this too. But uh, but yeah, it made more than $2.8 billion at the worldwide box office. Um, so yeah, that was that was the big one. A lot of people were expecting the Avatar 2 teaser trailer, and that's what they got during... Uh, today and this, i have it during dr strange where most people are going to be watching it i kind of predicted that was going to happen like there's gonna be an avatar true trailer during dr strange i'm pretty sure of it and i'm like cool i guess all five on my that one <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think that's actually a good place to actually promote this film and stuff like that too in front of the uh big movie like dr strange mm-hmm. and it gives them a big idea it's, here's the thing we watch trailers on our on youtube right with Avatar, you need to see a movie trailer on the big screen for this one to get the ideas and the color schemes and what they're going, what James is doing with this movie, versus just seeing this on a YouTube channel and reacting to something. Mm-hmm. You need to have a big atmospheric kind of movie to promote mm-hmm. this movie, and this is actually a smart move to be able to do that. So I think that they actually chose the right movie to promote this movie. And to be able to be able to give us this color schemes, give us an idea what this movie's about. And I'm ex- I'm actually excited and looking forward to seeing the trailer attached to Doctor Strange. Yeah, so. I'm I'm too. I didn't remember when the first trailer, the first the teaser one, everybody's gonna be like, eh, this doesn't look good. Trust me, I was there when the first teaser came out for the original Avatar. I was like, eh, I don't know about this one. But when it was the second trailer came out, and I think this is back when Fox was actually like really smart, like right before NFL Sunday kickoff, they showed, all right, here's the new trailer for Avatar, uh, for the new Avatar. That two minute trailer, I was like, I was in. So it's going to take multiple trailers. And if, if you don't get everything, that's the whole point. You're not supposed to get a lot of stuff from the trailer. The, the whole t- if the trailer tells you everything, it's like, what's the point of even seeing this movie? Like, again, so again, it's, it's to trailer. reel you in. It's to yeah. reel you in. That's yeah. where the that's the whole thing of a trailer. A yeah. trailer is to, supposed to tra- trail before the movie and to be able to reel you in to that particular film and seeing if you were interested in that particular film or not. It's yeah. not there to tell you a full entire story no. No, uh, of anything. So yeah, don't go expecting like James Cameron to tell you everything because he's been keeping a secret for thirteen mm-hmm. years. He's been working on the sequels for this, like. I, I again, I'm I'm hyped for this because I've been waiting for this movie for so long. So this is um, besides Doctor Strange and Thor, this is my anticipated movie of this year. Um, so I gotta wait all the way to December 16th. Yes, they have a release date. They said it's coming this year. I'm like, please do not delay this. I can't wait much longer. <laughs> and and then expect the sequels to come out like years afterwards. But man, I'm 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 excited for this. This I love the first one. I really want to see what the waters look like. And I'm excited to check out uh, the Pandora world and animal kingdom this year. That's the first, cause it's like, it's been, I haven't been to animal kingdom in years. So avatar world, I'm excited to check that out. But, but yeah, man, avatar too. Once I was so, I'm so excited for this movie. All right. So do we have anything else? No, I think that was about it. I know. Um, okay. I know I Universal, Universal's doing their thing now and you can find updates on it. I think one, one, a uh, highlight like that. I, from what I read, there's a movie called B starring Idris Elba. I think he's taking on a line or something. I don't know the full story. All I know is the trailer ends with him punching a line in the face. <laughs> he's Black Superman, right? so we can do anything. 
Yeah. Um, but I do want to catch up on something real quick. So I've been reading this book by Joe Hill. It's called The Black Phone. The Black Phone is not in a whole entire book about the Black Phone. It's actually a book of short stories. So I read The Black Phone. The Black Phone is only 20 pages long. And that's at 20, maybe 30 pages long, and that's it. So, And this is also a book that's actually based up basically by Joe Joe Hill, which is also Stephen King's son. And I have to say this. It's going to be interesting on how they handle the property on a book that's 20 to 30 pages long, especially when you're not dealing with a one-story kind of note where you're paying attention to the same characters. You're switching stories. So it's going to be interesting on how they do that. Also, too, Charlie also mentioned to me earlier about the next Halloween movie with Jamie Lee Curtis, how it's supposed to be an upset for the Halloween fans. And it's going to uh, actually going to create some controversy around that film. And I'm just going to say this. I'm hoping that we actually have the same vibes going into the first Halloween movie that we had with whenever they wanted when Bloomhouse and them took over. Cause I really love the slow tone. I loved how they did the buildup for it with this Halloween kills. It was just there for the sake of being there for a Halloween film. And I didn't like it. I didn't really care for that. You can actually catch that review on the channel. And I think it's because of the fact that this was more an atmospheric kind of film with the second, with this last film, opposed to how the last uh, the film before that one got set up. But I believe that Jamie Lee Curtis is going to wind up dying in this film. And I'm thinking, too, that maybe Michael Myers is going to die in this film. And that's going to wrap up the whole entire Halloween thing. Because I think it would be poetic in a sense where you have, because basically if you think about it, Michael Myers was just a crazy man that escaped out into the mental institution on Halloween. That's all he was. So my thought was this. Jamie Lee Curtis was always the one that got away. So basically that's that's why he's after her. Because he's the, she's the one that got away. So my my philosophy is this. They both kill each other. Therefore, there's no reason why Michael will keep on chasing her anymore or anything like that because she's dead. There's no reason for Jamie Lee Curtis to be afraid of Michael Myers anymore because she's also dead and therefore he's dead. So there's no reason for the two of them to coexist. Now, will they reboot it? Probably. Maybe. They always do. Michael Myers is never fully dead. They always find a way to revive him and everything but still, I'm actually excited to see what Bloomhouse does with it. Here's the thing. Bloomhouse is hit and miss for me. But I love what Bloomhouse does. On paper, everything looks good. On screen, not so much. But I like the originality. I like the authenticity of it, of what they try to do from paper to screen. Does it land sometimes? No, not all the time. But still, I, I like what they try to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So there's that. So, so anyways, guys, huh? Uh, to go on your point about Halloween, I know like Jamie Lee Curtis was out on stage at CinemaCon talking about it. I think she says, uh, all good things come to an end. Mama's tired. Um, it, it will be, then we will be fine. It's going to F you up. That's what she says. And I think the footage that they show, like a lot of flashback and they show a fight between Michael and like Jamie Lee, so much to the point where she stabs a knife for Michael's hand. Like, th- like this is where I'm I was like, this is going to be okay. bloody. This is going to be it's- bloody. Oh, it is. Halloween's got to end. I mean, if you thought the last one wasn't bloody, oh, geez, this one's that. October 14th. And um, so, yeah, yeah, October 14th. So it's right around, around Halloween. And 
I think later this week, I think that uh, I think there's supposed to be some more pressers. I think the big one I'm looking forward to is the Lionsgate one because there's at least two movies that Lionsgate's got that I'm like, I want to know more on. Like, give me some more John Wick info. Like, John Wick 4 is coming out next March 2023. We like. The pandemic ruined us the chance of the Keanuessance of Matrix, Res- the Mes- Matrix Resurrections and that John Wick 4 were supposed to be out on the same day, on the same May day. It was the Keanuessance, the weekend of Keanu. Like that, the pandemic took that away from me. Now I have to wait, like wait till 2023 for when John Wick 4 is out. Like I want to, I want to know some more stuff on John Wick 4. Like I, I, the way the last one ended, it's been we're already at three years now, just about like that'd be about next, next month, be about three years since John Lake, like three chapter three Parabellum was out. I want more info on that. And then the last one is I want more info on the Expendables four. I, I want like my Expendables four fix because just the scene, the set photos, and this is supposed to be Stallone's last one. He finished filming, which means they're going to kill him off. And you got Jason Statham fighting, um, Ik- um, Ik- Osawis. He's the guy from the raid movies the main actor in the raid movies, we got those two martial artists going up against each other. And it's supposed to be an R rated fight. Like those two guys are going to like have an epic fight. I think it's going to be a lot better than they stay from Scott Adkins fight in the Expendables too. But getting those two guys who I love in action movies, those who's I, those they're going to tear down the roof. I want to see some, give me some trailer for Expendables four. It's supposed to be out this year. Like get, get me that. Cause that that maybe I, I love that franchise. Like for the third one, third one's alright, but yeah, I want I want I want some Jason Statham like um fights on this one. Like he's supposed to be taking over the franchise now. So I'm like, good. Any any more Jason Statham, the better. <laughs> I agree with you. Anytime we have Jason Statham on, on the film and everything, go on ahead, give that to me. I'll watch Jason Statham just about any and everything. I wanted to see um, him run out a shark and Meg in the Meg. Didn't get to see that, but there oh, is a Meg, Meg two happening next year. Yep. That's what I was about to say. He is signed up for Meg 2. So I did see Meg 1. but slightly disappointed in Meg 1. But hopefully Meg 2. <laughs> I don't know why I'm a sucker for shark movies. But I am. I just want to see Jason Statham, Roundhouse of Shark. That's all I want to do. I just <laughs> no, want to see him, Roundhouse of Shark. I wanted to see that so bad. I'm like, oh, <laughs> But they didn't kill him off. That was good. They didn't kill Jason Statham. Don't shark. kill him. <laughs> but anyways. Um... Let's see, this is just going back off of the dark comedy stuff. My aunt says that she's not crazy about dark comedies. She likes regular comedies. To be honest with you, I feel the same way. I'm not a big fan of these dark comedies. I like regular comedies over dark comedies, but it depends on, too, with some dark comedies, if they do the humor right within the dark dark comedies. Mm -hmm. But still, I'm not a big... Really good at that. I laughed at some of the humor within... uh, the movie that used them with American Hustle. I laughed my butt off of some of the stuff. Yeah. That he did. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, do you have anything else that you wanted to talk about or anything like that? No, but I was saying, if you don't like dark comedies, definitely watch some Guy Ritchie ones. He does it. So he, he does it really well where it doesn't seem like it's, it's not forced. I just know his recent one, the, uh, the gentleman, um, that was, that was a really good one. Like a great cast. It had some funny moments in it. And it was, and then it had some like humor in it. So Guy Ritchie's really good at that, and I think uh, it, it don't expect it in uh, the the Wrath of Man. That one's straight up like that's not a comedy at all. There's no comedy in it. There's funny moments, but it's not a dark comedy. But usually Guy Ritchie's really good with that. So if you're if you haven't seen any of those movies, definitely check out Guy Ritchie. He he does some really good ones. 
Definitely. The Irishman was real. Not the Irishman. Uh, the Gentleman was definitely a great movie. Irishman is totally different. But yeah. anyways, with that being said, guys, that's going to be it for our CinemaCon news that we know so far. Uh, tomorrow night, I'm actually going to be recording our Moon Knight review, but guess what? I'm not going to be live for that one. That's actually going to be pre-recorded, and it'll be out on Friday. And I'll be editing that. And matter of fact, Rossi will be back with me. Alex will be back on, on there with me. And, of course, me, of course. But go on ahead. Check that out whenever I drop that on Friday. Friday, we're not going to have a show. We'll be back here on Monday. Hopefully, we might actually do our Doctor Strange rewatch review. We'll let you know uh, in the coming days as to be to be a TBA to be announced. So with that being said, Go on ahead and follow us on Facebook and at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Tonight, of course, on the same brand name on Instagram and on Pinterest as well. If you'd like to get an audio-only podcast of our episodes and many episodes that we do here at Movie Lovers Tonight, you guys can get that on all major platforms. Then, of course, guys, if you want to support us, how do you do that? I'm glad that you guys asked. All you have to do is go to buyasacoffee.com forward slash movie lovers, and that's how you can donate 5 to $10 over there. But guess what? We understand the pandemic probably put holes in people's pockets. We totally get that. So what you guys can do is smash that uh, subscribe button, smash that like button, comment below. Also, too, smashing that bell on the bottom right-hand corner to allow you guys to know when we have something new here also helps. Also, too, do not hit the personalized button on that bell. What you want to do is you want to hit the all button so that way you can get all notifications across the board when we have something new out. And then, of course, whenever you uh, see that notification slot on the on your phone, just go ahead, hit that, and it'll bring you, bring you straight to the stream. And so that's where you guys can go ahead and do that at. Then, of course, go on ahead and follow me on Twitter at Movie Lovers Unit over there. And then, of course, on TikTok at Movie Lovers Unit Zero. Then, if you're a sponsor and would like to be on the show, just go ahead and reach out to me at Movie Lovers Unite at gmail.com. And that's everywhere you guys can follow me at. And like I said, I hope that you guys enjoyed this segment. I know that I did. I know Charlie did because his number one anticipated movie is Avatar. And mine, of course, is a bunch of other movies. That it was the Batman. <laughs> Your participate yeah. was the Batman. Yeah, that- I'll be honest with you. I'm excited for the Batman that hasn't even been announced yet for a sequel on the yeah. release date. But I'm still excited. I'm like a little kid at a candy store. I cannot help myself. But I'm also excited about The Flash because I actually get to see Michael Keaton and forget about Ezra Miller. So with that being said, until next time, 